I notice how this leaves the last opening open place to mm-hmm. Soot, who already has two. Uh... Yep. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, you were meant to assign that to another. Yeah, that's character. true. That's true. <laughs> well, is, is this anybody in the scene? Actually, no, yeah, no, yours or that of another player. Anyone in? Yeah. Though, I think I also am going to do the scrying pool. Sweet. So somebody else wants to grab that afterwards. Well, I guess it would only You're be... You're the last one, know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to do the scrying pool, but I think this actually is going to be in um, Chandra's office. Nice. Um, and I kind of want somebody else to play the Magus, but I think anybody else could be here. I think this is going to be sort of a what next kind of meeting. So maybe everyone's here. Uh, which Magus? Wanna... Which Magus do you need to be played? <laughs> uh, uh, our Magus. I can be her. Cool. Oh well, although I am going to be her next. <laughs> that's okay. I can do it twice in a row. I think maybe before everybody's invited, the Magus and Chandra have sort of a, a sit down. They kind of just like catch up and kind of figure out if they have any sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not much of one, mm-hmm. but I think, I think before everybody's invited to the, like, let's figure out what to do next meeting, they kind of have a, a heart to heart about being the Magus. And she also probably brings up to the Magus that her, her, real father was um lord arteo barley who is the barley lord (laughs) and i think he was a very influential figure in sort of her decision making like she grew up in raven hall and was you know had the same kind of situation as the magus where she had her whole life kind of prescripted to to becoming this person and taking on this responsibility um and she was just always surrounded by people that were serving her or seeking guidance from her and i think when she was sort of traveling she was amazed by barley town and was amazed when she met the barley lord i think he might not have been the Barley Lord at the time or like the the next in line to be the Barley Lord. I don't know how it works there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's the kind of person that like didn't really commit to any one person, but had lots of just trysts with different people that she found interesting. Hell yeah. Like, like in a, a person in her position, it's kind of hard to, you know, have a relationship. But she she speaks highly of the of the the Barley Lord. As in, he was one of the first people that she met that didn't, like, just thank her for existing and didn't treat her as if she was this, like, otherworldly thing that you couldn't connect to. Um, I know I wrote this in the chat, but because I remember the recording, was he a barley baron before he was a barley lord? (laughs) I don't know how barley politics work, and I don't feel like getting into it. (laughs) Sorry, I just want that on the record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I I think she didn't even tell him. I think she kind of had her tryst with him and and moved on. And her experience in Barleytown kind of kind of had a big impact on her. I think she saw this place that was thriving without magic, and 
she thought about all the people in Ravenhall that were so, so, so dependent on this idea of magic to, to guide them in life. And that kind of upset her. And she also noticed that much like the Magus, the more she used magic, the more her body started to, to wither. It was a very, some of the high level stuff that she was attempting was, you know, draining her and robbing her of her health. And she, I th- yeah, I think, I think she's still only telling the Magus this. I don't know if she's going to share this with everybody else, but mm-hmm. she decided that one day she would just leave without telling anybody. And she had sort of a plan to kind of kill two birds with one stone, one to preserve her life and one to break magic. I think she saw how people could be fine without it and saw how the people around her seemed weaker for it. Um, and she came up with this spell, which was the, the spirit fortification one. And she figured if she cast it at like with enough intensity that it would start to like fuel itself, especially if she did it at the Umbra, that she would have like an infinite source of magic fuel. And it, you know, burned away her body and left this behind. Basically, the spell that is on her body is like a massive, massive, massive magic sink. And that's why everything in this area looks drained. Everything's just being kind of drained into holding her soul to this weird, like, skeleton. And she figured that if she did this long enough, that the the magic would kind of be pulled away from a lot of the places in the world. And people would learn to to both carry on without it and, like... Let me let me get this right. This is the Magus. Yeah. You decided, without asking anybody, that the world was better off without magic. And you decided to take it away without giving the slightest idea, without giving leaving any tools or any any suggestions. You didn't you didn't share anything about your experiences in Barley Town. How did you think someone would, people would figure that out just on their own? We, do you, did you think about all of the people that, that this would affect? It's not just that people rely on magic and don't need to. Some people do need to. And it should, it should be their choice. Or at least they should have the knowledge to be able to make other plans to figure out other ways to live their lives before you just just pull it out from under them pull it out from under me i figured the effect would be subtle enough and people would get the time they needed to to adjust the magus holds up her arms where you can see all of the blue and green veins standing out I don't think humankind is equipped to wield it in its current form. I think it is too much of a burden to us. It causes too much harm. And I think it's better off being being made less accessible to us. I think nature will find a way to, to take it as its own, but 
I don't, I had, I questioned so much this whole journey about whether magic was even a good thing. But all of the the bad things that I've seen from it, all of the spells that Soot has shown me, that we hid back away inside them, those were your spells. You put them into the world. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand how you you can think that all of this magic is destructive, and when you're the one that is making it that way. I don't. I agree that the magic is not safe right now, but I just don't think that your way. I just think you should have told. I think you should have told someone, at least, what you were doing. Well, they say that the position of Magus is to lead people with magic. And it was in my authority that I, that I deemed this the right thing to do for my people. Should we just have a cycle of Maguses that just burn up and, and die? What good does that do to the world? What good does it do to conscript young people into this position of responsibility and burden just because they have the mental faculties to do so? I don't know. Why didn't you stop them from taking me if this is the way you, you felt? You said that you wanted to be the last one. Why didn't you? I thought that if I gave you to another family that I could take that destiny away from you, give you a, a more humble life, a life that you could make your own. But as I see, you, you have your father's diligence and you have my mind. I guess there was nothing I could do to, to stop that from happening. I wanted to protect you from this life. Oh, well, good try, <laughs> I guess. Um, did you ever go to the Isle of Dreams? Yes. What did you see there? I saw... I saw many things I couldn't have. Mm. That place, that place upset me. That place was the thing that, that settled me when I was unsure about the magic. That place made me, it, it, it's, it made me feel like there is another way to do this. Well, I welcome your suggestions. I, I don't think that you can help. I think you've done enough. Is <laughs> <laughs> that scene, Devin? Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to have like a... <laughs> Like a what do we do next kind of thing, but like maybe maybe that'll be the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to move on to the next um, location. You just like you you just now have that choice because we've done a full mm-hmm. round. Yeah, it's like if you want, there can be like another puck scene. Yeah, I don't think I want another puck scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Magus wants to leave after that conversation. 
So yeah, and I guess I was supposed to do that scene with Soot, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I, 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 it seems like a lot of the time Soot scenes are the Magus focused, which is okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're telling a story. It doesn't it doesn't matter how good we do the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Soot was there the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> Soot, Soot didn't want to intrude Perfect. on that. Yeah. Does Sit have memories of Chandra? I forget if you mentioned. No, not at all. Okay. Sit Sit is like created from the book. Uh, the but book has was Chandra like writings in them, right? Yeah, the book was used as a component to make a new life. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to move on. Is everyone feeling good right now? We don't need a break or anything. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I can't see the side of the glow. Like, there's the glow and there's something right on the right side. Is that part of the glow as well, or is that the next place? No, that's that's the one that says Finn, the end. The end of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, because not... it doesn't look like there's... Okay. There's like the... Yeah, there's only three prompts for the glow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it just looks like it's getting cut off. There's actually no more map after that. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Um, I think we should collaborate on what the glow is because this is our last place. Um, I think we do travel through another forest. Yeah, I'm imagining because of all the spooky animals that this uh, this place is probably like not teeming, but like rustling. Did did the Megas just get everybody to like pack up and leave after yeah. that? Yeah. So do we want to do we want to have a general direction of what us as the players are feeling whether we want magic to well continue or if we want to see it continue but change or if somebody wants magic to disappear like you know <laughs> what I mean just it, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to know what each yeah. person at least has in their head about where they'd like to see magic yeah. end up and we can move towards there however we move towards there yeah or keep it vague. One thing I was hoping to get um, out of Chandra was an interaction with Ryan because I think they have a similar view. They do, yeah. But we could go back well, and re- like do that. <laughs> Just <laughs> Chandra could come with us. The Magus does not want Chandra with us. Yeah, but I don't know <laughs> that the Magus could make Chandra not come with us. Not at this point, maybe. Maybe she has ways to show up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of ending, I, I don't have any real opinion. I don't know what happens from here mm. at all. I am definitely in favor of the magic changing vaguely in such a way that it is more widespread and less focused on one person. I mean, that's kind of what Chandra wanted as well. Mm-hmm. It's also what Ryan wanted with the seeds, mm-hmm. which I think yeah. I maybe only mentioned to Devin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was in the last episode, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I want. I kind of know what never was. But <laughs> uh, the thing is, yeah, Travis Jern never doesn't really pay atten- paid much attention to the magic. Like, she didn't give a shit about, honestly, she didn't honestly give a shit about that dragon. She took. She, <laughs> okay. She wow. Wow. <laughs> 
laying down something harsh. <laughs> yeah, like she went, she went and looked after the Magus. That's her mm-hmm. job was to look after everyone. Do you think there's been any progress in the egg? Mm. Maybe. Have we started seeing a few cracks? Maybe. Yeah, Bernard has been diligently sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. Puck and Ryan probably check on it frequently. There could be stuff there, for sure, if the dragon eventually gets born. I think we could mm-hmm. move in that direction of spreading mm-hmm. magic somehow. Well, do, do we want to have just like an in-character conversation yeah. between everybody as we're on the road? Okay. Yeah, sure. What if... <laughs> oh, wow. Is Bernard the key? <laughs> there's two things I was thinking. One is that is like if there's something that needs to be, uh, you know, <laughs> revealed or... Um, set free or something that Bernard might be able to help with that. And then also I was thinking about Puck uh, writing or drawing um, the dragon in soot in attempt to be able to communicate with the dragon that's born. I want the dragon to sow seeds of magic throughout the world, but I also think Bernard's cloud clearing could be also cool. (laughs) Random (laughs) thoughts. I'm just trying to think of how we can spread magic. (laughs) Oh, well, play to find out what happens, I suppose. I love that all of these have leaves, which are like changes, right? In your aspects. (laughs) Yeah, which um, don't have much. Except for soap. I love it. I've just been doing that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In the story. I keep thinking of the spreading of magic as like the blowing of like dandelions when they turn into like the white puppy popo like Mm. seeds. Cause like right outside my work, there's an entire field of them. And it's just, it's like you're in inside a cloud. It's just, it's just seeds going everywhere. And that's the kind of imagery that I keep going back to mm. with like spreading magic, but I just don't know how to I like that. do that oh. or get there, which is again, why I think Bernard's like cloud clearing power could be great yeah. for that. What if it's the, um, like the, the blight and the ache that's around Crow Hall and that's like spreading out from uh, Chandra's magic is like the clouds Ooh. that's like kind of surrounding the glow. Um, mm. And like blocking the magic, and like that's a thing that could be cleared. Do you want to just jump in and see where we go? Oh shoot! Sorry, I my headphones went silent for some reason. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking Uh-oh. this whole time. Oops. Shoot. What did I miss? <laughs> we we're just speculating about what it could be and the imagery that we've each had in our heads about things. Yeah. About the end or about magic. I really like the idea of. It's spreading like like the dandelion bee. seeds or like dandelion seeds, some yep. kind of seeds, yep. yeah. Like the little, the one you blow it, and all the seeds go everywhere. Mm-hmm. The best. <laughs> it could also be spread by the spirits with mm. like the dandelion seeds idea, but like coming off of the spirits as they fly or something like yeah. that. That'd be so yeah. cool. Okay, we should just um, play though. <laughs> we should just do all these things in play. I think we have a general direction. Definitely mm-hmm. interested to hear about Never. We still need to figure out what the glow looks like, where we're actually going. Yeah. Um, we're probably still in that forest. 
and there yeah. might just be like as this small pulsing glow that we're going through this forest to like see and it kind of gets stronger as we go probably like the the ache fades as we get closer to it yeah and i was gonna say that there's probably some some feeling that makes you think of the heart of the forest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are there butterflies here yes hell yeah and spiders spiders <laughs> yes <laughs> Ditto. And birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, this, this place is like, yeah, full of life, but you can only, they're kind of at the corner of your eye, but you. Mm-hmm. We get a repeat rep- performance of the bear. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think magic looks somewhat healthy, mm-hmm. at least in the, the natural surroundings. Mm-hmm. What's like each character's demeanor? Huck is doing the same thing he was doing back in um, when they were heading towards the Spirit River and he had just left the heart of the forest where he's just kind of looking everywhere for something. Like, he keeps catching something in the corner of his eye and just keeps turning his head to try to see it constantly. I think Soot is with the Magus, and I think Soot is open and the Magus is writing in Soot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that Adele is supposed to be the the Megas yeah. in the next scene, but I I do think after that conversation, she kind of feels like well, it was her story up until this point, but it's it's not her story anymore. I think yeah, she's writing about what she was talking to Chandra about and how her view of magic changed throughout her journey, and she's just mm-hmm. kind of freeform writing that with questions. It's probably a lot of questions. Mm. It seems like there's maybe like a an agreement in like what the end result should be, but like she probably doesn't agree with how Chandra attempted it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like a, a through line with a lot of her reflections on Chandra of like kind of using magic in weird ways that were almost dangerous or or um, unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, never is hunched up I think it's obvious she there's there was a she was trying to put on a brave face so to speak for Rind but here she does look like closed off and distressed I guess she looks antsy um, I think Rind is on a high alert in a sense um like you would be before going into a difficult someone who's been through a difficult like pregnancy and then is, you know, is gonna have a difficult actual birth and like they feel that and they they're anxious about the the egg hatching as well as this whole magic was born and why are they here type of like vigilance. Like they don't wanna miss anything. Do we need to see something physical? With the glow, besides it, it's just glowing. I think, we'll, I think when we kind of get to the end, we'll probably see what's what's there. But for now, we're just probably just traveling through this forest. Where does where is the glow emanating from? Following it, yeah. As in, it's 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 a it's path ahead of us. That, it's ahead of it's us. Off the, like the horizon in front of us. Yeah, it's like a like an infinite sunset sort of. I think we've done enough for like the kind of intro bit, <laughs> even though the Magus wasn't 
in it very much, but I think it was good. Sure. Well, I, th I think we should at least arrive somewhere, or do you think this is... Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was kind of asking, like, what do we need a physical thing of what it looks like, yeah. but... Yeah, because these, these props aren't places, they're... Yeah. Maybe we'll stop at a grove. Is it a tree? Is it a big tree, or do we want a different kind of... I was gonna say, is it like a pond or a pool of some kind? Hmm. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of water imagery. Yeah. But we've also had tree imagery, so yeah. Well, maybe it's the it's a giant tree, but it's been cut down, so it's just a stump. And inside the stump, instead of like the rings, there's a pool of water. Oh. And inside, it looks like outer space, like a galaxy. And there are there are butterflies clinging to a lot of the surfaces of the tree. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be so pretty. Uh, I'm dead. So it looks at the Magus and is like, now what? Now we finish the story and do it right this time. So there's like three prompts here that all feel very like epilogue-y. So do we want to figure out like what what our attempted solution is before we do these? Or do we want to just jump in? These are our last scenes, so is there anything we want to resolve before? Was there one you were considering, anyone? I was considering the touching one. I was considering the face in the glow, and I'm going to resolve that in the scene. I was thinking the why you serve the Magus could be a flashback to talking with Chandra. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's clever. Why, and why I'm serving the Magus. And then if we wanted to wrap it up and then do an epilogue. Yeah, I, think, I feel like we can add an epilogue without using the problem. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, but the last time you saw real magic could be used as, like, the thing that we do. Yeah, so, and I mean, I'm okay playing through a little bit more, and then if we want to do, like, final and epilogue on uh, you guys' final turns, or right after, that's also fine. I think Never, at least, would need a, that scene. I think the your face in the globe works really well for Never. Yeah, um, I don't know if you heard this, Devin, but I was telling Cole and David I figured out what never is. Oh, yeah? While I was yeah. getting a drink. <sighs> I'd say just jump into it. We'll just go through them, and if we need extra scenes, we'll do extra scenes. Sounds good. Yeah, and I think, yeah, we're at this st stump with the pool, and, yeah, there are butterflies, and I think never just kind of size. Everyone's there, I guess. And can I look into the water? She asking the Magus? Anyone. So it kind of gestures at you. Like, go ahead. I think I never kind of walks uncertain. And as she's walking, she says, you all know that that albatross that the albatross Chandra had, the one that we saw in Estalia, the one we've been following, the one we thought was something else. Mm -hmm. I think um, as, as she kind of like walks past you, um, a butterfly 
pokes out from her hood mm-hmm. and kind of flutters out. I think I'm an albatross as well. And then another butterfly pops out. You're you're what? I a girl walked into the to the woods and left me behind. But I'm barely anything. I'm I'm shapeless. I'm a I'm a shadow ghost. I'm nothing. I'm just something. The the mist wood, the woods, the forest hollowed out. And I think another butterfly pops out from under a hood. Uh, I think you're leaking butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The forest. The forest across the sea. That spirit, that facet, it lost connection to this place because of what was happening down south, because of the, the, the plague, the, the thing Chandra did. It needed something to connect it back to this place. And like, tree butterflies pop out from her hood. And I think one pops out from like her sleeve. <laughs> and like two more from her other sleeve. I can just use an albatross. Needed someone, something smarter. So it took a girl, carved her out, and left me behind. And I think at this point, like butterflies are kind of like streaming out of never regularly. Oh, not, like not a torrent, but like there's a lot of them now. Huck has fallen to his knees. He's just staring in awe. So is having a hard time keeping aloft with the stream of butterflies. Brian is like, they're so pretty. I think Never's finding it harder to get to walk towards the the pool. Almost like uh, she's losing shape as more butterflies come out. Do you need help? Do you, do you want to get in there? matters I'm here now and I think uh, never kind of like almost like collapses um, kind of like clings to the edge of the trunk pool <laughs> and like more butterflies kind of is coming out and and I think she kind of like staggers up to her feet to take a look at the pool but all she sees are stars Puck stands up and runs forward to try to peer into her face (sighs) through the butterflies that are streaming out I think you see I wonder if you describe that girl's face it's been a while I think you just said grey eyes and blonde hair but yeah grey eyes Blonde hair. Um, ordinary is what you or- said. Yeah, ordinary. <laughs> I think she's never going to see you looking at. Do you see anything? I see you. 
Never. <laughs> okay, this is the bit where I'm torn. Um, I'm out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there are two ways to go with it. This one is really sad, mm-hmm. and the other is less sad. It is a bit more hopeful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a horrible part of me that wants it to be sad, but that's where I saw it going. But I'm happy if there's a hopeful option. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, even the like surviving thing is a bit weird to confront considering that like this facet kind of like possessed you and used you in a way yeah you someone different yeah yeah i think it's it is the sad but one is probably more honest this <laughs> i think okay here's what's gonna happen all right i've i've decided um so puxy's uh her face Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she smiles. I think Puck reaches up a hand to like almost touch her face. And I think that's the moment when like there's just like a last burst of butterflies, and it kind of floods your vision, Puck, mm-hmm. and kind of everyone's as the butterflies just kind of come out and just populate this place. Like there's now like the heart of the forest is kind of like reached out and connected back here. And there's a, and you can't see where it never is. And I think, but once they settle, I think there's just, there's like this bundle of clothes kind of like lying on the edge of the stump. And okay. I lied. I haven't, I haven't made up my mind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Narrative, narrative, uh, postponing of decision making. Yeah, because I'm gonna, because I'm gonna be honest. I did not expect never to care about living <laughs> from the start. I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Do you need five? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm. I don't know why I'm so torn. We're just ending this. It's thing. hard. <laughs> I'm so angry at myself right now. <laughs> so upset. You're doing so well. It's okay. Uh, okay, you know what? Yeah, I think it is just a bundle of clothes. Okay. Um, that bracelet probably stands up in the you know in the Dark Ranger gear. Never wore. I think Puck, kind of reached forward when the butterflies like cleared as if he was going to touch her face but she was gone and then like kind of crouches down and cradles the bracelet in his hands i kind of want ryan to pick up the robe and put it on (laughs) like as a memory sake not as like to be silly the Magus stands there somberly clutching soot in her arms. I think everyone's kind of, I, well, I know at least Ryan is like looking at everybody like, bullshit. Is this <laughs> the moment that Bernard honks and the egg is cracking? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I could see that happening. Don't know how to put that into the next scene, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that your scene then? The end? Yeah, we, we oh. can still resolve what exactly happens to Never at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, epilogue style, like a couple sentences yeah. epilogue type thing, maybe? Yeah. Um, I think I'm up then. And yeah, I was planning to do the Why You Served Amagus, so maybe just a flashback, in a sense, to thoughts about talking with Chandra. Uh, just even doesn't have to be long, but do you want to be Sean? Does someone want to be Chandra? I know, Devin, you wanted Chandra to talk to Ryan. So if you want, if you have questions you want to ask or something. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've established everything I know about Chandra. So somebody could else, somebody else could play her. I think you did a really good job playing her. I don't yeah. think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I... Um, I'm, I'm also kind of giving myself a break playing Chandra in that scene instead of Soot because, like, mm-hmm. they are kind of mm-hmm. aspects of the same mm-hmm. person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I could play Chandra. Would would you would, would Rind confront her, or would do you think it would just be a passing conversation? Maybe, maybe it would have been after Rind had seen their parents kind of suffering in a sense. Um, after they've already kind of mm-hmm. told the Magus that they are going to follow the Magus, and then remembering that, oh, right, back home, we're still struggling. And not changing their opinion on it, but wanting to hear from another Magus, you know? <laughs> so I could have seen them yeah. going to find Chandra. Where would they have found her? I imagine she lived alone in that mm-hmm. like dilapidated ruin. Um and I think she probably spent a lot of her time just like reading or I don't know what she would do out there. <laughs> this is why she watches through the albatross. <laughs> the travel. Yeah, she gets bored. <laughs> um yeah, I guess they well maybe maybe she is like kind of a a little bit of creepy witch and kind of says like you don't have the same opinions as the others about all this, do you? About what? You mean magic? Yes, and what should be done with it? Well, I don't have any magic. And I've tried, and I can't perform magic. So I'm not entirely sure how much I could do to get rid of magic, honestly. It was... Do you think it needs to be getting rid of? I mean, it's cool, it did help me. There was a dragon, and it was hurt. And then the Magus like helped it so that I could help it, and it was really helpful. But also, <laughs> I definitely saw the the Magus hurt. Soot. I don't tell the Magus that I told you this, but like she definitely made Soot catch on fire. Was it used in self-defense? Sort of. It was used in a moment of time when, like, the Magus didn't know what to do. I feel like it was kind of a reactionary self-defense without, like, not really... I'm sorry. Apologize for my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the Magus... It was like a reactionary type of not-thought-through action that the Magus took. Welcome to being the Magus. Welcome to having... 
the burden of knowing what to do with magic and the burden of judgment for your actions for every powerful thing that you Are you make saying I'm wrong. a magus now? <laughs> no, I'm just no, saying I'm just that... <laughs> <She> was... <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I haven't had a lot of people to interact with. Sarcasm eludes me That's at okay, the moment. It eludes everybody else too. I just don't normally tell them I'm joking. <laughs> um, turns out magic is not really good at figuring out sarcasm. What, what do you think should happen with magic? I was hoping that if it was drained enough that it would start to crack, and then if it started to crack, then it might fracture. If you took a plate and dropped it off of a building, the plate still exists. It's just the plate is no longer a hole. The plate yeah. is smaller. Takes up less takes up less space. And maybe the analogy goes further. Maybe instead of one person having a plate, now everybody has a fracture of a plate. Not that a fracture of a plate would be useful in any sense, but... <laughs> I think it would work if everyone was about the size of an ant. Then all those little pieces of plates would actually be like quite enough for a meal. Does that help? Yes. <laughs> so you want to make us ants. Is that what you're saying? We're ants already. We are ants already. That's inter... I don't think... Well, you... Mm, now, see, you're getting me. Maybe I'm a fire ant. <laughs> Ooh, those are nasty. I mean, <laughs> I don't like smash them or anything, but ow, they hurt. Do you hurt people? I try not to. But do you? I mean, has the Magus hurt people? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I've seen my Magus hurt people. And that's kind of what I'm alluding to as the problem. That magic is the problem. Yes, the magic being wielded and it's the potency that it has. Yeah, the only the Magus can do the magic. Is that what you mean? Because I already yelled at the Magus for that. Why did you yell at her? Well, because it's not fair that the Magus is the only person who gets the power. I still feel that way, but also I saw that the Magus was kind of struggling and also was trying to help and stuff. I don't know. Mixed feelings, you know? What do you think should be done? Well, I think we should plant a bunch of magic seeds and then let them grow in multiple places and then everybody can have some magic. That's what I want. Do you have a magic seed? Mm, do I have a magic seed? No, I also don't have a magic bean or a baby coconut. I don't have a lot of things. She just laughs. <laughs> I do have some makeup, so if you want any of that done before we leave, let me know. Um... I appreciate the offer, but I think I'm beyond application of makeup. <laughs> I don't know. I did apply makeup to some scarves and stuff uh and also to a goose um you know challenge i enjoy a challenge you you would have to put the fire out on your face because it would melt all my makeup the fire is the only thing sustaining me oh right well can you make it change colors though i'm sorry this is off topic <laughs> You were saying. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I don't think the Magus trusts 
mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And I think she has every right not to trust me after the decisions I've made. You probably have no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, no, Ryan has been <laughs> literally left out of all of that stuff. <laughs> um, so they, they're they just like, yeah, I mean, you are pretty intimidating. I like the whole fire thing, but it's also kind of a little bit scary. This whole place is a little bit scary, if I'm being honest. I have I have an idea that I think might be helpful. Yeah? And she... She walks to her office and then comes back and gives you like a strange stone. Ooh. And she's and she says, Hold on to this. Oh, okay. Is this uh is it did you I promise mm, Okay. You promise? I, pro- I promise it'll come in handy. Did you draw the circles in the library by any chance? Yes. Because I finished the picture for you. She looks wide-eyed. You only what do you, you mean? only colored in one of the circles, and I drew all the lines for you, because all the little leaves were gonna die without their source of nutrients. And I don't know. Well, that was maybe the stone is that too, right? Is that what the stone is supposed to be? The stone does connect two points. Oh, two points. Yes. Mm. The. <laughs> That's funny that you did that. Uh, I think you might have inadvertently weakened my magic. Oh? I weakened your magic? I'm not magical. What are you talking about? Is that why? Well, I, uh... Hmm. All right, pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had. I have no thoughts about what those symbols really <laughs> meant. I, I know it could be something where, like, the the magic's ability to spread was being sort of choked yeah, to a single point and that could be sort of a a component in the spell that she's using at the moment oh, right i also now have a stone <laughs> which is why i'm freaking out <laughs> well okay my thought the thoughts i had about the stone was as like almost like a port key uh, for her to show up in the next wild because my instinct was to smash the stone and spread it around <laughs> and I was thinking before that, I was like, what was the last time Armagus like brought something back to life? Okay, brought magic back to life was Peabody and we used a stone and water. And I was like, we have this glowy water, but we don't have a stone. And then you gave Cole a stone and I'm just like, I... <laughs> anyway, I like all of the ideas. <laughs> That's why I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I also... I also see no reason why all of those ideas right? don't yeah. work. Okay. Mm, yeah. So <laughs> I think going back, yeah, Ryan totally doesn't understand how magic works or what's been going on or what <laughs> or what Chandra's been doing or anything like that. So literally the response is just the same, like, oh, but I'm not magic. I don't think I could do anything. <laughs> hmm. But but well, this stone, I could give it to the Magus. Yes. You can. That would be helpful. You got it. I think the Magus will know what to do. Perfect. All right, I'll tell the Magus it's a gift from you. And thank you for finishing my my drawing. Yeah, we turned them into cool babies and grandpas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she knows how to react to that, but she just kind of... 
pat pats you on the back with a, a flaming hand that doesn't really hurt and walks Ooh. back to her office. Ooh, that made me nervous. <laughs> I thought I was gonna light up on fire. And yeah, I think that's um I think they kind of stated why they're following the Magus in there. Um that they saw the Magus do good things with magic. Uh what's your change? <sighs> what is their change? I think you're supposed to only use that when you have an aspect change, right? But no, you can change you can change your title, you can change Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got your name and your title. Right, your name and your title. Oh, right. I have a title. Hmm. Which is what, the midwife of Barleytown? Oh yeah, did you change yours? Never? Um not I, yet. Um I crossed out the entire thing. I shouldn't have done that. I should have crossed out <laughs> either your name or I mean that is a change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Butterflies. <laughs> hmm. I was not imagining changing anything, but I should. You did <laughs> you did change like why you serve the Magus, but that's not a thing, a thing thing. A title or what was it? Your name, your title, or a trait. So you can change it or you can remove it. So midwife of Barleytown maybe would change to something related to the Magus, but I don't, I'm trying to think of what, like, a title title, though, would be, though. Like, not, I want, like, midwife still is something that I would want to keep, but, like, also being the midwife to Maybe. the Magus is also weird. Midwife oh. of magic? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's fair, because that doesn't mean that they wield magic. It means no. that they assist with magic. Okay, cool. And... And Chandra's kind of giving mm -hmm. you a, a way to have her roll. Cool. Midwife of magic. Perfect. Flash forward. <laughs> the egg is cracking and Bernard honked and never became butterflies. Yeah, I, I do imagine like all of this stuff is all happening at once. Yeah. In this like chaotic swarm. <laughs> <laughs> I was one. Um, all right. Devin, if you, I, you probably have ideas. I was just thinking that we could do like our like big whatever climactic thing of what we're doing like over your scene and my scene or yeah, yeah that's yeah. right I, I think there's going to be a big yeah. climactic thing in my yeah. scene okay good all right I'm going to the scrying pool or not I'm at the scrying pool I'm going to touching why you serve the magus as well so I think we pan to the magus um feeling heat in her pocket and i'm imagining there was like another little flashback of ryan giving that stone to the mm -hmm. magus maybe kind of before they got here yeah. but she feels heat in her pocket and she pulls the stone out and she's like staring at it as it glows and relative to her time stops relative to everybody except soot and soot sees everybody freeze in place and panics and floats around and it, it's probably like a pretty intense shot of like all of these like butterflies in this chaotic motion, but now they're all frozen in place. And Soot turns around and sees like Chandra in the trees and she beckons to Soot and Soot floats over to her. And she says, I think it's time for me to undo what I've done and let the, the Magus do what she needs to do and she holds soot in place and soot looks kind of scared 
But what ends up happening is that she, using magic, pulls a page out of Soot. Like, Soot opens up to a specific page, and then that page kind of, like, is magically torn out of them. And it's the page that has the spirit fortification spell on it. And then she pulls the the page into her hand and touches it. And as soon as her hand meets the page, the page dissolves. And I think she starts to dissolve with it. Mm. And my change is I'm crossing out legendary. Mm. I think the legendary thing that Soot represents is Chandra. And I think Chandra is sort of giving up what she's been trying to do and kind of passing the torch to her, her daughter and letting her handle it and undoing the damage that she's done. And time unfreezes and Soot kind of like falls into the dirt into the forest and it takes them like a second to like get their bearings back and they fly back to the Magus who's still holding the burning stone. And I think I'm just going to have narration there that mm -hmm. BC. Um, I, I actually, you know, I, I think there is like one more thing that I need to narrate. I think when this happens, like a glowing burst of energy comes out of the pool as if there was like pressure building up on a gate and that gate was like suddenly broken mm. and like the glow becomes like almost blindingly. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, so Bernard honked and then time stood still, so we didn't really do anything yet with that. Um I mean that only time stood still only to sit. Yeah, I know, I know, but I just mean like it's immediately after honked for us. Um right at this point. Yes. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't have the pause, so that's it's yeah. Um so I think that like shakes Puck out of his whatever he's feeling right now, sitting holding on to Never's bracelet. Um, and like he knows that that means something's happening and kind and like just says, like, Rind, the egg, mm, <laughs> and like I runs to it. the cart. Don't touch it. What do we do? And Bernard like flies off of it and comes to sit on the ground. Well, that's the rough thing about eggs. You just, you can't help it, really. You just gotta let them get out of it. They gotta be strong enough to get out on their own. We just gotta wait and watch. Uh, where's Soot? 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 I, I'm okay, I'm okay. What's up? It's hatching, we think. The egg is hatching, and I think I need to, can I, can I draw something in you? Yes. They open up to an empty page. I'm trying to decide if he should draw the dragon that they saw before or if he should wait for this dragon to hatch and then draw it. Up to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I you. guess zero complete to be the Megas. Yeah, <laughs> unless you want me to play the butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably be the Megas. Yeah. The Heart of the Forest was able to communicate earlier. That's true. Yeah. That's true too. Maybe you should right. be the Heart of the Forest then and we can just say narrate what the Megas is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are like there is like yeah, that big swarm of butterflies and they're kind of swirling or over the over the pool, but there's like a clutch or like a cluster of them kind of like some of them hanging off 
the three of you almost like mm-hmm. expectantly looking at the egg like waiting for something to happen okay this is <laughs> so weirdly weird thought that i just had um puck asked if he could write or draw in soot and i think he takes out um like a like an um what do you call it like a calligraphy pen like an ink pen yeah anyway a pen <laughs> um and goes and dips it into the glow <laughs> not a squid ink pen um <laughs> it's a an empty pen um the glow shivers for a moment but it stills and then it's like i i'm imagining that like rind is busying themselves with the, the egg and like getting it comfortable and like doing kind of bustling around mm-hmm. and puck is just just sits down with soot on his lap and starts to draw the dragon but then just starts drawing so many other things butterflies and spiders and an albatross and mazes connecting everything and seeds and coconuts and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like frantically scribbling yeah just like and he doesn't even really read what he's doing anymore and i don't know if it's very comfortable for soot um because i think he's like filling a page and then turning it and then filling another page i think i think the magus walks up behind you and like puts her hand on your shoulder as if to try to like stabilize you through all this <laughs> the forest asks you puck what have you learned little scholar i've learned how to write the ending he says while he continues drawing make it a good one i w- i yes <laughs> ryan calls out be sure to connect all those circles on the other page Puck like ruffles back and then just like adds a couple more lines and the the glow is not like it's not running out from the pen even though he only dipped it once um and then he just stops suddenly and puts the pen down and like lifts his hand so that Sit can fly away if they want to Sit remains with them and then he looks up at that rind and the egg and it's probably like fully cracking open at this point, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's sh- yeah, it's shaking and cracking and goopy. <laughs> do you think the Magus has to do anything here? Hmm. Probably. It, if, mm. Maybe with the stone. Yeah, I was gonna say, can she like put the stone in the pool or feed it? Feed yeah, it. like direct. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I, I think maybe, yeah, maybe she does like reflect on the the situation with um, Peabody, and like takes the stone up to the pool and starts doing the same. I think Peabody is like riding on her shoulder right now. And I think the egg bursts open, and what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I've kind of imagined like maybe like. The Magus is like directing the magic from the glow, uh, or not directing. Conduct. <laughs> I'm imagining like, like a conductor. Like a conductor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
I'm imagining she's conducting the magic and the magic is going into all of the butterflies and the butterflies are all scattering in every direction. That's what I was just thinking, yeah. And some of the butterflies coat the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. For like the first touch of a baby, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dragon gives out like this, this, it croons. (laughs) It's like, you know. And yeah, like, yeah, the mage is directing bits of the glow to each butterfly. And I think it's like, yeah, it's this symphony that she kind of directs. And it's like, you'd think using that magic is kind of like, continues to waste away to her. But no, she looks vital. She looks alive. Uh, very determined. As kind of like, yeah, bits of the glow sticks to all the butterflies. And yeah. When she like all the butterflies are like coated, does she like finish with like a flourish and all the butterflies kind of like in one big torrent go out into the sky or something like that? I think uh, yes. When Bernard does a nice, soft, two two toned honk. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard and the dragon harmonize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Like, uh, Megas like pauses to do the last thing, and then yeah, <laughs> mixed with the dragon, baby dragon croon, the butterflies just burst forth. Yeah, <laughs> Megas like she was probably confused when the hunk started, but she just kind of like laughs, kind of like a, oh yeah, I've been traveling with a geese. With a goose. <laughs> Do you think the Magus retains her access to magic after this? Um, I think once all the butterflies are gone, maybe so is the glow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe the Magus doesn't. Yeah. Magic's now everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's possible to everyone. Puck feels a warmth in his chest. And his title is changed, and he is an interpreter now. Interpreter of birds. Interpreter of <laughs> the magic. <laughs> <laughs> the heart of the forest talks to him. Maybe other magical creatures can talk to him. Yeah. Do they all feel magic? Even just a little bit? Was it? It was warmth. That's, that's what Puck felt. Yeah. I think yeah. Once the butterflies have gone, the Magus probably just take, lets go of a breath. She didn't realize she was holding in for quite some time, and kind of like so, gingerly, like sits down on the grass, on the ground, and lets go of another breath. Do you think anything happens to Soot? I can't really decide if this infected mm. him at all. Hmm. I feel like they would not be less magical now that they have yeah. many yeah. pages of glow drawings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Within them. Yeah, at least some, maybe some degree of magic has been retained. But maybe... And I feel like those who are magical sort of seeded the 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 magic being spread. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So those who were more magical perhaps might have a dip or a change. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling that like Soot is still like you know a living book, but it's probably gonna be less defined by you know who you know wrote into them. Mm-hmm. Um I think I figured out what what I mean by interpreter, <laughs> really, which is that Puck is able to help people connect to the magic by helping them understand it and be able to hear it and how it speaks to them. I feel like Rind would check on the Magus who has. I was just gonna say, I think I think Puck would have stood up with Soot and like come over because I knew. Yeah, let's all let's go to the Magus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Magus, the Magus is still kind of is is still awake. It's just that they're sitting on the grass, like breathing hard. I don't think she looks as drained as yeah. she has before, though. I think Puck puts Soot in the Magus's lap. <laughs> Maybe she's more relieved than she is exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, like we did it. That sort of like exhaustion, not like drained. And maybe. She probably still retains the gray hair, but maybe the the, the veins are not, not yeah. so prominent, prominent anymore. Yeah. yeah, her hair is like fully white now, right? I think we said mm. yeah. Yeah, I guess you should get something to drink. Soot <laughs> <laughs> is like so. Magus, I think we I think we did something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel okay? I... Yeah, I feel, I feel good. Um, I feel, I feel so light right now. I'm guessing both physically and metaphorically. Yeah, you could say that. So it feels like, well, well, we did what we meant to do. What's next? I don't know. I mean, could be anything. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you need to be who they need you to be anymore. I think you can be the person you want to be. That sounds really good. And I think Sud so feels like a tear drop down from the Magus. <laughs> that feels really good. I I saw Chandra. No. She's gone now. She found a way to help in the end. And I think I'm relieved about that in a way. I think I was so beholden to her memories to create my identity. But I think now that she's gone, I think... I feel like my pages are more blank than ever, and that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Well, what are we gonna what are we gonna tell everybody at Ravenhall? <laughs> Let's figure that out later. We have the whole journey home to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Magus like stands up like gingerly, but like with a lot more energy than. Chat like coming in and kind of like 
Yeah, she's holding you soot, but then like kind of lets you go so you can like fly as your own not your own person, your own book. Uh... <laughs> own book self. <laughs> own book self. Yes, sorry, Cole. I should say that out loud. The baby dragon curls up in the stump where the glow used to be. Ah. <laughs> Maybe mm. it's its home. Ooh. Was there anything else we need from that scene, or...? No, I don't um, think so. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. So they're making their way back, right? I think Ryan's hair is growing twice as fast every day. <laughs> That's your epilogue? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way that the magic manifests in Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Do you talk to a squid? <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm sure that in time they learn how to use magic a little better or more, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody can really use magic anymore. Right. I think magic's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think their hair definitely grows a little bit faster than normal. Or at least that's what they tell themselves. <laughs> it's psychosomatic. <like> <laughs> well, because, like, the magus gets to kind of turn towards where she wants to, or who she wants to be. And I think part of that is what Ryan really wanted, too. Oh, I was thinking that maybe when they get back to Istalia, um and the the gilded one kind of throws a party mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. with probably a, a vigil for never as well mm -hmm. um i guess that's i don't know what else you would call it <laughs> yeah that's some kind of ceremony yeah um and i think maybe the magus talks to the gilded ones like do you have room for any more scholars i think i might be looking for a new job <laughs> she would be delighted but asks if you need to return to Ravenhall first yeah so I should probably you know take care of my things and <laughs> yeah talk to people that are expecting a, a briefing a debriefing oh also 
the Megs is probably like, and I think I have a perfect place to start our studies. And she brings up the the drowned library. Ooh. I think I think it was being sealed off for a long time, and I think there's vast amounts of new knowledge to discover there that's been hidden there. Nice. Ryan is smiling and bristling with confidence uh, around the gilded one. <laughs> <laughs> Already stroking their hair. Uh-huh. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> they have it up in like a small like like a dew of some kind at this point. It's a little bit, it's long enough to kind of pull back mm-hmm. and like curl on the, it's curly on the ends. Uh, I kind of have an epilogue for never. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, I think this is a Vistalia. I kind of imagine Puck is probably walking through the station. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. And he spots yeah, there's a there's a yeah there's a, there's a market stall so there there's there's you no know, packing and whatnot and yeah he spots the yeah, a girl and she looks like that brief glimpse of Never's face that he saw at the Embra. Yeah, mm, yeah, she's packing lettuce <laughs> <laughs> and uh, artifacts and whatnot. Do you still have uh, the puck? This puck still have Never's bracelet. He's wearing it. Yeah. I think he might approach, but not say anything. Kind of stand at a short distance. I think uh, the girl kind of like, yeah, sees you and says, oh my god, well, what can I do for you? Um, sorry, you, you just reminded me of someone that I knew. Yeah, I've been getting that. I've got that quite a lot here for some reason. Is that is that one of ours? And she looks at the bracelet. Puck like lifts up his hand and looks at it too. I it it might be. It I didn't. It belongs to to a friend. Oh, your friend must have got it from us then. Um, can I can I have a look? He holds his hand out. He walks closer and holds his hand out. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Okay, yeah, that's... that. That's... Uh, yeah, I recognize this. I think I made this one, but... That was me trying to figure out, like, how my sister used to do them. Um, she's She's much better at the whole crafting thing than I am. Oh. Yeah, well... Well... Well, that's why I kind of rely on her to do other stuff. Like, I take I take you to meet her, but and she kind of looks around. She's a bit shy. She doesn't like talking to people much. Uh, I'm I'm good at, at talking to people who are shy. I'd like to meet her if she she made this or taught you to make this. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, I, she may. I mean, it's up to her. Um, but uh, give me a sec. Um, I'm imagining like a big like stagecoach wagon, and she's kind of has her stuff at the mouth, and she climbs into the. I can hear. Yeah, you can hear some whispered stuff, and you can hear frustrated. 
right? And Alec climbs up. <laughs> well, looks like exactly like kind of like <laughs> the same girl, but she's wearing different clothes. Yeah. Puck's eyes just widen. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how Puck would react to this. <laughs> he only saw her face for like a second. Is there something wrong? Never. I think she kind of squints. <laughs> like the answer to a question. Is there something wrong? Never. Well, that's very optimistic of you. Um... <laughs> he looks like he had been extremely hopeful and then he's just not. He's the opposite of that. <laughs> just <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, um, I think the this girl is like now looks a bit sheepish as well. I'm sorry if I said something. No, uh, I'm just I'm just confused. I'm just confused, but I it it's, doesn't have anything to do with you. I don't think. <sighs> just something's happening, and I don't know what's happening. You tell me. Uh. I okay, this is gonna be weird, but like I kind of I kind of woke up at the edge of a forest recently, and my sister tells me I've been gone for like a year and a bit. I think he just steps forward and like hugs her <laughs> <laughs> and he's crying. Oh, <laughs> that makes no sense to her at all, but yeah, this girl awkwardly like pats you in the back. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> He lets go and like, it's like I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, are you okay? I will be. Thank you. He like looks at her sister and says, "Thank you for introducing me." Uh, her sister's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." But she's. Bit confused. <laughs> I, I, this is kind of weird because, you know, it was bought from here, but I'd like to give this to you. And he holds the bracelet out. Um, sure. Uh, she kind of takes it. It's like, did you make this, sis? And it's just like, yeah, it's trying to do your thing, but it's like, okay. It looks nice. And she kind of puts it like where, yeah, where never put it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Is it never? <laughs> no, I- I'm Puck. Hi. Um, well, my name's Harp. Um, this is my sister, River. I, I, we pop by here every now and then. Do you live here? Sometimes. I'm I'm from here. Peabody has been flying around and just land on it landed on Puck's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh Harp it just like it's like okay, alright. Well we we'll probably have to pack up soon. Um we've gotta go, but maybe, well if you get around maybe we'll see you or yeah. wherever we go. I'll see you again, maybe. Have a good day. Have a good <laughs> trip, trip, day. Have a good. 
<laughs> and then he like she, like backs away <laughs> and like waves awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. Harp gives you like an awkward wave as well. He walks away, like looking back over his shoulder. But yeah, I think you just see like a two sisters kind of like what the heck was that? <laughs> just talking. <laughs> oh. Thank you for that. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm... Thanks for indulging my epilogue into a entire cool scene. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, um, I don't think. Do we get epilogues for everyone else? We got the Magus, kind of. Technically, I haven't done one. I just did a scene, but <laughs> I don't really have. <laughs> You were party to my epilogue. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's like Sit Sit wants to like lean into being their own person, but I don't think they're gonna like leave mm-hmm. the Magus. They're gonna and... go off on the adventure to the library. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a good place for a book to end up. I think um, for Rind, I mean, obviously the hair thing, but I mean, on on top <sighs> of that, um. I think they do continue, maybe instead of working directly in Barleytown doing midwife stuff, they also work a lot in, what was it, Raven Hall? Yeah, um, doing Raven similar Hall? type things. But I think part of, so they were really good. They were always really good at doing like the birthing thing and the care and the nurturing and stuff. Um, but I feel like they had a degree of, realism and like almost to like a not a dark degree but to like a very matter of fact degree and I think in throughout this they learned how to be a better person for hope like the kind of speech that helps people get through tough times that sometimes they need like they're better at doing that when it's when it's called for um encouraging they're better at encouraging for a hope, you know, <laughs> a, a positive solution um, than they were before, I think, because they saw something, um, they saw so many instances of things that were dying or in danger get um, saved through the actions of a team, basically. Um, but yeah, I think that's what they do. Um, do you guys think the Magus ever confronts mm-hmm. her father? <laughs> Or do you think, does she just leave that a mystery? <laughs> hmm. I feel like she might go there to visit, but not tell him who she is. Say anything. <laughs> go partake in his parties, but not. Yeah. Um, also, I imagine Ravenhall some, has some sort of like restructuring in terms of its like the power vacuum that was left behind, sort of. <laughs> I, I think it maybe becomes like a. A magic university or something mm. like that where okay people start like practicing whatever minor magic is in that case that helps me figure out puck a little bit i think puck puck tr- i have i've i've been struggling to think of what puck would be i don't want to stop like in one place so i think he mm. kind of travels between raven hall and Estalia a lot um, yeah. to help with the studies that are happening um, as an interpreter. Um, but also, like, always manage to, maybe by coincidence, to check back into Astalia when 
River and Harp are there. And Bernard and Peabody go with them on a The people on the route between Estalia and Ravenhall become accustomed to seeing this young scholar walking along their roads with a, a goose and a, a bird fluttering around him. <laughs> the Magus and sit, probably pop into Ravenhall a few times too, just to like check things out, but I don't think she wants the responsibility of being like a headmaster mm-hmm. or anything like that. She's committed to finding mm-hmm. her own way. And I think Sit just becomes kind of her lifelong friend and she probably writes her story in, in Soot and emboldens Soot with her stories instead of Chandra's stories. Nice. Does Sit ever have the Magus write about Sit's stories in, in Soot? Yeah. I mean, their stories are kind of the same stories. To some degree. I think Sit just like feels a compulsion to be with her. Mm-hmm. Like, Sit's, Sit's whole like being was formed through her magic, and even though she doesn't really have access to that magic anymore, there's still sort of a like a a link between them. Mm-hmm. Like when the Magus is writing, does the Magus ask Sit, "So how are you feeling at this part?" Or you know, like so that the Magus can add Sit's voice into the story. There is what I kind of mean. Oh, definitely. I yeah. like that. Well, yeah, definitely. Because oh, up funny. until now, it's been a lot of people writing their own thoughts and guesses and feelings into Sit. Yeah. So, so is that it? Is that the is that the ball of magic? <laughs> is that ball of magic? <laughs> yeah. We just, <laughs> yeah, we just so. close on that image of the Magus <laughs> writing on Sut and <laughs> and talking to Sut.
I love that our final and final metaphor of the fall of magic is a plate that's being dropped and then it gets carried <laughs> by ants. Perfect. The oh fall of God. plate. Yeah. Great. Oh hey, improv works in wild ways sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is true. We play to find out. We just don't know what we find out. We we play to find out. Yep, follow up plate turns out to be fop, so that's great. Ooh, I'm tired. Man, that was yeah. so good. Oh my god. I do want to say though, why the hair thing though, real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. So on multiple levels, not only obviously Ryan is one a part of the trans community, so like sometimes presentation is important, but also like physical presentation can be an important key to feeling comfortable. But also I taught a child who, when I first started teaching her, she was about two and a half, three years old. And I taught her until she was like five or six. And like, she always came into the classroom and was like, I really want long, beautiful hair like yours teacher. But for some reason, her hair wasn't growing in very much. And her hair was extremely thin and like just wouldn't grow long. And then finally, around when she turned like seven or eight, she finally started being able to grow out her hair. And like, so when she, when I went to see her, like years, a couple years after I had stopped teaching her, like she was so proud to show me her hair. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of where I was basing that on. Aww. <laughs> 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 well <laughs> yeah um there's a section on the on the rules on the journey's end we're just yeah reflect when we're done with play make some space for casual conversation and reflection on the story of great together and there's some suggestions of what to talk about one of them is epilogue character it's like oh we kind of did that uh yeah a moment you enjoyed appreciation of another mm. player a surprise an epilogue what we did that what challenged you what you might try differently or an emotion or memory mm. the game evoked mm. well there were a lot of surprises <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we want to like take turns saying things i did just share a memory i mean we're not beholden to do anything <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah these are just suggestions yeah i enjoyed all of the pieces i actually also enjoyed being able to listen to them before playing again Yes. Because it really helped mm -hmm. to remind me where what had happened and to tie some of those things together. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed when, like, whenever I wasn't in the scene and just listening to other people connect, like, make connections. Mm -hmm. I also enjoyed every time I almost cried or cried. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zero. Um. It can't all be my fault. It was mostly. Know, it was mostly never. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Next time, I'll try to make less sad characters. I appreciate you guys being test subjects for making a making a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you making a thing. Yeah. Like hey, you're helping. Let me know if you need help with this one. Uh. <laughs> this one's gonna be this one's gonna be a nightmare. 
Oh god. Zero. There was a lot of uh <laughs> what are we And doing? a lot of breaks and starts and breaks and yeah. starts. Yeah. Yeah, if we're leaving that entire bit where I was having an crisis. <laughs> what how to end this? Um, <laughs> did you like how Zero uh casually slipped in the whole thing about a symphony? I immediately was like, okay, so apparently Devin has to make a symphony now. <laughs> I was laughing. I'm you don't have I know. to. <laughs> but the only sound actually happening was Bernard and the dragon harmonizing. <laughs> I mean, that moment of the bur- of the butterflies just flying everywhere, just like, it, it sounds, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> this story would be super dope as like an animated film. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lying when I said this was the game I was looking forward to this week. Yeah. And... I was looking forward to it, but I was like really anxious about it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I was anxious about it until like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> when we were done. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I also really liked was that I every session, like I came with literally no ideas, and everything just happened, <laughs> like really naturally which I just found, yeah, sometimes I find it a struggle and that was just, it just seemed to like flow together and like connect so well. Yeah. Given time to think though, I have a hard time playing to find out what happens. I feel like (laughs) my brain is always just like going with this kind of stuff. That's okay. That helps with um, people like me who don't have the ideas. Also, I was going to mention, I really like when you guys ask questions in scenes I'm really bad at that, but I find that really helpful mm-hmm. to like help me figure out what's happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. I've noticed mm-hmm. that you guys do that a lot, so we should all take a rest, <laughs> grab a drink, yeah, yeah. <laughs> digest, have a good sleep. Oh, not gosh, worry yeah. about editing this until a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. I yeah. can take my damn time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let this percolate. Alrighty. Alrighty. Let's play some more games, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We should play another like weird GMless game. Yeah. 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 Uh, Haven't played follow in a while.